0: Welcome to Wednesday, November 18, 2020, and another edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's Patreon-fueled shout-out is for the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Campaign, an initiative that wants you to plant native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the northern Piedmont. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them Lonnie Murray sent you. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam will hold a press conference this afternoon at 2 p.m. One thing you will hear during his appearance is that there are another 2,071 cases of COVID-19 in Virginia today, and the statewide percent positivity rating dropped to 7.1% from 7.4% yesterday. One question that might come up at the meeting is what that metric is actually telling us. Today's new numbers bring the statewide seven-day average for new daily cases to 2,071. In the Blue Ridge Health District, the statewide seven-day average for new daily cases is 26. There are no new fatalities in the Blue Ridge Health District today. While we're on the subject of COVID-19, Dr. Anthony Fauci will speak at noon as a regular installment of the University of Virginia's Medical Center Hour. Dr. Fauci is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, His lecture will cover the latest developments related to COVID-19, including how to prevent transmission, caring for patients with the virus, medical treatments for COVID-19, and vaccine research. A volunteer group created to help shape policy about parking and transportation issues in downtown Charlottesville has endorsed a proposal from staff to hire a private contractor to enforce parking tickets. Rick Siebert reminded the parking advisory panel yesterday that there are many on-street parking spots that stop being free to the driver after the posted time limit expires. I believe if we had more consistent parking enforcement that, uh, in fact, people would only stay two hours or less in the two-hour spaces. Siebert was originally hired to implement a parking action plan that included installing parking meters that would raise revenue for the city to pay for downtown improvements but a 6-month pilot in 2017 and 2018 was not completed Seabird said the city can still collect some of those revenues through more consistent enforcement
1: I think it's difficult
0: with the police being solely responsible for this function for them to focus on that as a matter of very much importance given all the other issues that they
1: realistically face every single day.
0: Siebert said a private contractor would be solely focused on this function and could also expand enforcement elsewhere in the city, including permit parking in residential areas. The idea has the support of Kirby Hutto, the panel's chair. You know, without consistent enforcement, people learn to take advantage and to just ignore the signs and... Uh, That's bad for downtown because then those spaces are not in rotation. However, Charlottesville Economic Development Director Chris Engel said not everyone in local government supports the idea. There is some reluctance on the part of the police department. The concern is, you know, what happens when an enforcement officer um, gives a ticket erroneously and that needs to be appealed. The the citizen is naturally going to knock on the police department door because they expect or think that that's where it came from. And it creates kind of a situation where there's, you know, people going to the wrong place, complaining to the wrong, wrong person, you know, could be some confusion there. However, the panel unanimously recommended a solution in support of the idea. Joan Fenton is another member.
1: Personally, I think politically it's a good time to try to present it again. As people are asking to rethink how the police are, what jobs the police are needed to do and not to do.
0: Siebert said that if council supports the idea, it would likely take six months from issuing a request for proposals for the switch to be made. The Charlottesville Board of Architectural Review has indicated that it would support a mural on the side of 1001 West Main Street, where Starbucks wants to open up a new pickup only franchise. Ina Yang is a designer with Starbucks.
1: It's one of our latest um, new format of a store that we've been rolling out. We have three stores that are open, um, two in New York City and one in Toronto, Canada. Um, This particular store, we do not have any seating. Our lobby space is only 300 square foot where the customers are encouraged to come in and pick Mm -hmm. up their order and they're basically on the go.
0: At issue before the BAR was whether the east-facing wall that slopes down 10th Street should be adorned with a colorful mural. The building in question is a former auto repair shop that is a contributing structure in the West Main Architectural Design Control District. Historic preservation planner Jeff Werner said there were some restrictions. Anything that within a mural that's interpreted as a, a Starbucks, um, um related or coffee-related could be interpreted as a sign. So uh, be very careful with the artwork that it does not come across as a come, come here and buy coffee. Yang said there would be no images to promote coffee. BAR chair Carl Schwartz said he supported the preliminary design of the mural. This is an interesting part of town where um, you can have a lot of color and excitement, and it's not um, going to distract from anything historic. Werner encouraged representatives from Starbucks to reach out to the community and to be ready for comment. Yang said they would do so.
1: I understand it's a very prominent location. It's a very busy intersection. Uh, we don't want to um, offend anyone. We are Starbucks. We are a global company. We want to make sure that what we put on a building of this size at a, such a prominent location um, to be a messaging that, is, um, that, that represents Starbucks. Um, As to getting some of the community involvement, I would love your advice and guidance on um, what are some of the steps that we can take to ensure that um, this mural really speaks true to the community and it serves um, in the right direction.
0: Yang said the next step for Starbucks is to continue working with the artist in a way that will not cover up any of the existing windows. The Albemarle Economic Development Authority got a snapshot of how the pandemic has affected tourism in the area from the director of the Charlottesville-Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau. Courtney Kakation said the area had a brief upsurge in October when local hotels had a 70 percent occupancy rate.
1: That is 20 occupancy points higher than the state average for October.
0: Caucasian added that that number includes rooms booked by the University of Virginia for quarantine and isolation purposes, as well as those currently being used to help serve homeless individuals. However, forecasts of consumer desire to travel indicate that levels will drop off to that of earlier this spring.
1: The way that I read this is that we can still um, talk about Charlottesville and Albemarle County being a destination um, because people are receptive to that message but they're not willing to travel here right now.
0: The CACVB will be pivoting to put out a message for people to buy local in order to help promote small business at this time so venues and establishments can still be open when the pandemic is over. In 2019, about 3,500 people were employed in the tourism sector in Albemarle County.
1: The elements about our destination that our visitors enjoy are very similar to the elements that our residents enjoy as well.
0: Caucasian said sharp declines are still projected for November and beyond into the spring. Today in meetings, the Albemarle Board of Supervisors meets at 1 p.m. for a meeting that begins with a proclamation in support of frontline workers that reaffirms the county's commitment to partnerships to help increase the well-being of those who continue to provide services during the pandemic. There is also a work session on the strategic plan and the county's capital improvement plan. Then the County Zoning Code Enforcement Officer will make a presentation on how that process works. In the evening, there is an update from Dr. Denise Bonds of the Blue Ridge Health District. One of the things that she's expected to talk about is how percent positivity in this region is not necessarily a good indicator of community spread. The Nelson County Planning Commission meets at 7 p.m. in the General District Courtroom in the County Courthouse in Lovingston. On the agenda is a review of a major site plan amendment to allow Camp Blue Ridge to build a multi-purpose facility to replace their recently condemned cafeteria and a long-demolished gymnasium. Charlottesville's Ridge Street Priority Neighborhood Task Force will meet at 4 p.m. It might be interesting to hear their thoughts on Council's discussion the other night regarding the Fifth Street Roundabout idea. Later on in the evening, the Albemarle Charlottesville Historical Society will hold a town hall and virtual conversation on the state of the society. This year, the ACHS has hired a new executive director, Tom Chapman, and he wants to lead a community discussion on the organization's vision, mission, and values. Some of the questions include, what does the future hold for the ACHS? What role does history play in shaping our community, and vice versa? What are the silver linings to the dark clouds of a worldwide pandemic and a national reckoning with racial inequality? Tomorrow in meetings, the Albemarle County Service Authority meets at 9 a.m. The ACSA is the organization that provides water and sewer to residents of Albemarle County and is governed by a six-person citizen advisory board. There is no equivalent in the city of Charlottesville. And that's it for this edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. If you have been listening, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And please send it on to somebody else who you think might be interested in the content that you hear here. There are approximately 235,232 people who live in the Charlottesville metropolitan statistical area. Everything in this program affects everybody who lives here. And I would really appreciate it if you could help me connect to more of those people. After all, building the audience is how we get more people involved in civic affairs and community engagement. I'm Sean Tubbs, your host, and I'll be back tomorrow with another installment. In the meantime, there's a lot going on today. If you have had a chance to listen to any of it, please send me a comment. Please send me some sort of information, and I'll be back tomorrow, and perhaps I'll include it. Thanks for listening, and stay safe.